The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There's the win, there's the tap. Nina Ansaroff busts into the UFC win column. I want to continue to grow and uh, climb my way to the top in this division. Nina Ansaroff! Oh, 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 if I can give somebody like Jacare problems on the ground, then I guess I deserve my black belt. Kevin Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, what a great show. I'm very excited today. Uh, we have uh, Nina, Nina Anzaroff returning to the program. She's fighting Mackenzie Dern uh, this Saturday. Uh, we also have the other half of the main event, Kevin Holland stepping up on very short notice to fight uh, Marvin Vittori, who's just been on a tear. I really respect Kevin for taking this fight on short notice after going five rounds um, and, and losing that decision to Derek Brunson. But we also have a guy who I really love. And uh, no. I'm a, when, I, when oh. I watch... Well, that's different. I mean, we're going to get to that. You, oh. you're, you're, you're a guy that goes beyond. Oh. Whenever, whenever I say a guy I really love, people you can just, assume. They just assume that, that I'm here, though. But I, oh, yeah, of course. So go ahead. Who are you talking about, the guy we really love? Well, it's uh, he's a football player. Now, I don't watch football anymore, mm. but I watched for most of my life. I was a Dallas Cowboy fan for most of my life. And um, Michael Irvin, one of the best wide receivers to ever play, um, Hall of Fame uh, player, and uh, he's promoting a new podcast that he's doing. And I'm really, really uh, happy that we get to talk to him. I've, I've interviewed him once. I'm sure he won't remember me. But uh, I really love Michael Irvin. So I'm very, very happy we have him today. I, I heard that the great Michael Irvin is a mixed martial arts UFC fan. That's what I've heard as well. So I'm sure he will be familiar with Matt Sarah. By the way, we, we should do a, I mean, some sort of a mention. Don't you embarrass me. Don't you do it. Don't you, don't you. Don't you do it. Dude. I have to do it. There is new chip merchandise available on chip chipperson. Oh, sorry. Wait, that's not, no, no, that's not what I should be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jimmy. <It's, laughs> Matt, Sarah. Yes. 14 years ago today, mm. Mm -hmm. 14 years ago today, no. Matt, Sarah 
shocked the world yes and defeated george st pierre matt are you are you aware of these anniversaries when they come up like or, or does somebody have to remind you or are you, are you thinking like the week of like yeah this is almost the anniversary no i don't think it's almost the anniversary something like that but when it's april i know it's april 7th you know what i mean i just it just it's a date that stands out you know yep and uh so you know when it does come People do remind me it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah. I like it because they hardly they hardly mention the rematch, which I will bring up when we have the great George St. Pierre on. I'll bring up, listen, I don't want to talk about that time in Texas. Jimmy brings it up enough. It embarrasses me. You beat my ass. I always bring up, I always humbly bring up that I did not do well in that rematch, Jimmy. I, it almost makes it where I don't even enjoy the victory. That's not true. I know you enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Well, listen to me. Yeah. I be sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, listen, man. I just, I lived my Rocky story. We all know that. And the sure. fact that, listen, the fact that I'm able to do what I love every day now, um, that's the, that's the true victory. I guess so. Right. I mean, it really is. Uh, you know, you hate to use cliches. Well, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. And someone says that you want to go, I shut up. But I mean, it is true. If you like your job, it makes it a lot easier. Right. Dude, I don't want to get up at five. I got up at five fifteen this morning. And I'm not and I'm not complaining. It's not hard. It's not a snooze. Right. I get up. I go down to my school, taught some jujitsu. Good crowd. I did that on my anniversary of this thing. And then and then I come back and take a little nap. I'm a napper. That's I nice, get up. Yeah. Get up, throw a little water on my face, have an espresso, and look who I'm talking to now. Huh? That's right. Almost talking to a legend. You're almost talking to a He's not here yet. No, um, you call the legend yourself, though. You, you're part of legendary radio. Maybe. You know maybe. Well, um, a, mediocre, a mediocre man with, with ladylike breasts, some would call me, uh, because I have not been working out as well. Many would call you. No, many no, 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 no. Jimmy, I have a little... I have... Uh, and uh, uh, Easter belly, a little Easter bunny belly. I got to stop with these goddamn Cadbury eggs. You know what I mean? But let's talk about something more and more important. I got a, a message yesterday. Oh, no. Speaking of legends. Are we fired? We are not. No. Oh, good. That's good. No. We're not Am I fired? Did you get a message no, saying here's no, your no, new co-host? No, 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 no. That's nothing. Nothing like that. All right. It was all good. Okay. It was from our friend Frankie Edgar. Oh, good. And he's like, yo, man, we're ready for you. When are you coming out to do Tramp and the Stamp, Jimmy? I'm going to be on their podcast. Oh, that's good. So they do it on a Tuesday. Well, look, man, in the upcoming weeks, let's let's get a day. I'll pick a Tuesday, pick a Tuesday. And I'm going to take a little, I'll jump in my old truck. I'm going to take a little couple-hour drive over to see Frankie Edgar. I'm going to hang out with him and Roger. Roger Matthews, I'm going to say. Yep. I was going to say Waters, and that's the guy. From it's not Roger Waters. Not no. Roger Waters. That, that's no. someone else. Pink no. Floyd. That's Pink Floyd. Yeah. But all you would like him, though, because you like to get comfortably numb. It... <sighs> I know. Jimmy, and if you were doing it, you'd probably send me a text. Wish you were here. Oh, my goodness, Jimmy. But I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm on a roll. Apologize. Oh, Jimmy. It's a bad roll. I know. It's a I know. I'm sorry. I, I'm, that, those jokes are so bad. I should give you some money. <laughs> For the people that don't yeah. listen, there's a lot of kids out there that never listen to Pink Floyd. Right. This is bombing even with people who do know the song references. Listen. These jokes are bombing regardless of who's listening to them. Jimmy, leave those kids alone. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. You didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. I did Remember, not. There was a backfist out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. But, Jimmy, 
<laughs> Listen, thank you so much. Uh, let's let's. We got fights this weekend. Yes, we do. I did not look at the card yet. I know some fights on it, but I'm looking at it right now. I want to look at it right now when I talk to you. One interesting point too, Matt, is our pal who I, I love, smiling Sam Alvey. It looks like he's dropping back down to middleweight uh, to fight Julian Marquez. Well, that I think that's very interesting, don't you? It is. Yeah, I wonder if he just if uh, why would he go back to a, I guess a bit of a tougher weight cut. Um, maybe because he was having a tough time, I guess, at uh, light heavyweight. Or, or does, was it just, I don't know why. Jimmy, Julian Marquez is the one that, that had the crush on. Um, yeah. On. Uh, not Miley. Not Miley. Miley, Miley, Cyrus? Cyrus? It was Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yes. I wonder if he did that heart in his chest. If he really got a date for, with her. I hope so. Oh. It's crazy I, if I he didn't. So. I hope so, too. I would have done it. Um, well, yes. Yeah. Uh, I got to use my manscape, by the way. I tell my wife, I got to buzz. I got to buzz my chest. It's getting hairy and I have some gray hair. Yeah. She goes, no, why? What do you have, a girlfriend? And I go, what? no, I don't have a girlfriend, honey. But I don't want to be a hairy little man. She's like, I right. like it. I go, yeah, but I like to make it. I like to keep it. Wait, she likes it? She likes it when you're hairy? She likes when I'm a little hairy, you know, but I don't like it because I wear my gi. And when I wear my gi, I have my chest out and I got this little furry. We're losing. Yeah. Little people aren't listening to this. Let's get back. Into the Jimmy. Yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying that show, Warrior. Not to be all over the place, but you have sure. to give it a chance. Hassan, Hassan is my new favorite kiss guy. What? I'm telling you, he's a new hero for the ages. <laughs> That's a little weird, but listen, yeah. I mean, the kung fu fighting, the drama, this drama in it, Jimmy. I mean, yeah. he's getting attacked. There's hatchets. Guys, they're fighting with hatchets. There's challenge matches. They're fighting in the streets. All right. So give it a chance if you got nothing better going on, Jimmy. And um, Mike Perry, man, we look, he snuck on this car. Look at this. Yes, he did. And he's fighting Daniel Rodriguez. Great fight. Isn't that the opening fight, if I'm remembering correctly? That's, oh, man, Jimmy, it is the opening fight. And the prelims main event there is Jim Miller versus Joe Selecki. Joe Selecki is very good in jiu-jitsu also. Very high-level jiu-jitsu guy. And uh, he's fighting Jim Miller. So... That's that's exciting for the undercard. I'm looking at. I'm all over the place, Jimmy. But it's okay. I'm I'm listening. I'm happy you're. I'm happy you're listening. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to listen to you. I mean, thank you. Uh, I'm happy that this fight's back. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. by the way, people are asking me. I did not see the new King Kong and Godzilla. I started watching it. I hate the human part so far. I don't like them talking about shit. I don't want them. I don't get down. Why is Godzilla mad? I don't know. He can't. Uh, like, he's got to be the alpha. I'm like, oh, can, we, can they please meet? Could they meet like in the first? But you don't like the, the human or the humor parts? Human, human. Yeah, I, I hate that too. When they do too much backstory, here's what we want to see. The monkey fighting the lizard. Yes. We don't give a shit about the, uh, ah, he's dating this girl. Like, don't try to, that's so stupid Hollywood. If the if the movie opened with, and King Kong just stepping on people's fucking heads, everyone would be happy. Yeah, we're not looking, nobody's going to win any Emmys or Tonys or whatever. It is. Yeah. What would they win? Uh, Grammys. Yeah, the Grammys. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, but my point is this. I enjoyed Skull Island, Kong Skull Island. That was yes, cool. I think I like that too. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, not to jump all over the place, Jimmy. Yes. But uh, the uh, the other one, what's the other one I was going to bring up? Ba, ba, ba. I saw oh, that the Unabomber movie. story, oh, which no. I'm enjoying. No, no, oh, this is, no, it's a good movie that I never, I never talked about that I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy. I seen it what? on a, I seen it on a 
plane. And then I, and then I watched it again last night with my wife, the King of Staten Island with that kid. Oh yeah. yeah. All kid. Who's the kid from who's dating? Who was she? He was dating. Uh, uh, he was Pete Davidson. Yeah. Who's he dating? He was dating. He was dating Ariana Grande. Yeah. They yes, broke he up. He was. And he was, he's on him. He's on uh, SNL. Pete Davidson. Yeah. He's going to be in the new suicide squad. Also the new suicide squad by James Gunn looks amazing. Watch yeah. that trailer. People throw that in YouTube. That looks fucking amazing. I think that's amazing. But, uh, what did I just bring up? I got ADD. You're bringing up the King of Staten Island and yes. Kong and, oh, and Skull Island. I'm two, two, totally two different things. But yeah. the King, this little, that was my favorite, the Kong, the Skull Island. But as Samuel, Sam Jackson and Samuel Jackson. But the King of Staten Island with Bill Burr, Marissa Tomei, Tomei, Tomei. Yeah, Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, you wouldn't even recognize her in the beginning. Whatever. But I'll tell you, what a, I'm not going to say delightful because I don't usually use that word. Please don't. It was a, it was a, it, it was an enjoyable movie. Jim. There you go. It was pleasant. It was enjoyable. You laughed. You enjoyed it. What's the Pete? What the kid? Davidson. I like Pete Davidson. He he carried that movie like very well, and he was very good in it. Yeah, like a nutty, spoiled little kid uh, whose dad died in the fire. I think his real dad died nine eleven or something. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of something like there's a tribute to that. It's slightly. It's got definitely an autobiographical. Oh, but feel to what it, sure. a. But I'm telling you, Jimmy, that you'd do worse than watching that one. That was fun. And it's yep. funny you were not trying to be like a comedy. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right, I don't right. Know if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed it. You could do worse than watching The King of Staten Island, people. I've been watching a, a lighthearted comedy series, uh, The Unabomber in His Own Words on Netflix, where there's uh, interviews. They're going over the Unabomber case. Really interesting. I, I typically have gotten annoyed at serial killer things. What a total douche this guy was like because they have audio of him talking what an annoying fucking ass give what me, an ass give me the unabomber in a nutshell in a nutshell wait i can do it <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> there's not, nothing it's a setup for in a nutshell like sum it up i meant oh yeah he was uh what do you think i, I meant jimmy I thought you, you were saying, tying in the word hey, nut. I'm a Unabomber, and how am I in this giant nutshell? Oh, it, I meant? Oh, Are you ridiculous? Oh, Jimmy, I'm the furthest thing from a comedian. I want to try to go on stage one time just to crash and burn, and I want you in the audience, and then I you want should. to you laughing with your friends to it being really sad, and I go, can somebody get me? Can somebody get me on stage? Can somebody get me on stage? And then you just sit there laughing. You should. You should just go up and... Uh, and do would, 10 minutes somewhere. Would, would Five you, minutes. If I start, if I had like a mental breakdown up there and started like asking you to get me off stage, would you get me off stage? Or would you- Here's what I would do. That's the sign for stretch. The next act isn't ready. <laughs> Keep going, stretch. I would give you this fucking stretch sign. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever have anybody break, have a breakdown down on there where it's like, yo, you have to get me off stage? Um, no, not really. I mean, most guys know how to bomb. I've seen guys scream at the audience, yell at the audience. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, go down swinging, um, argue with the audience. I don't think I've ever seen, like, a breakdown. Most most comics are fucking, you know, depressed weirdos to begin with. So, you know, the stage is just kind of an extension. I think I get along. That's why I think I get along with a lot of comics. Oh, oh, I saw you. No, what made me think of that? Uh, in the restaurant scene, <laughs> guess who I saw? Oh, Voss and Bonnie. I saw yeah. your buddy, Rich Voss, in there. Yeah. That wasn't his real wife, was it? It's his real wife, Bonnie. Yeah, his real funny. wife. Yeah, he's very I funny. Comic, her, yeah. I recognize her from the roast. Yep. That's yeah, so yeah, funny. it's his wife. How did they end up in there? 
Well, they needed a couple um, and they needed someone to say something about uh, Rich said it wrong. This is why I love Voss. Instead of rocket scientist, he said like rocket science or, or he was supposed to say scientist or science, but he said the wrong word. And it's we, all of his friends were, were obsessed with it. But it was great. Um, I just, he looks angry in there. He's all pissed off. Yeah. Red's not yeah. there or something. But I just want to, it made me think, we got to get him back on here soon. I would anytime. I would love to have Voss on. Yeah. I told him where you're asking for him. He goes, well, just let me know. I'm very bad at coordinating. I'm very bad at coordinating. Well, I mean, you know, want me to give him a call? I might give him a call. Yes. Give him a threatening phone call. No, he called me the bloated Joe Rogan. I don't need that shit in my life. I didn't care for that remark either. I might have laughed uproariously, but I, it, it was a reaction. It's kind of mean. It's very mean spirited. No, why it's, it's mean? not true. Why? Because right now I'm bloated. You're not bloated. If no, I wasn't bloated. bloated, I'd be like, ah, it's funny. I don't find you bloated. Jimmy, you know what I have to do, Jimmy? Oh, I, have, no. I think I have to change my number. Why? I think I have to change my fucking number. Why? I'm just getting fucking. Oh, spam call. Yeah. I got a call the other, got a call the other day and it's a kid. Nice kid, I guess. Nice, nice enough kid. You know, oh, I just need an opportunity and this and that. And I, how'd you get my number, kid? Like, what are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait. He was calling Matt. He was, it wasn't a, it was, he was calling for Matt Sarah, the fighter. It wasn't a fucking. No, it's not my, it's not a friend of mine. I don't know the guy. I'm like, how'd you get my number? He's like, oh, well, if you see me and this and that, I, dude, listen, you want to try to get on looking for a fight or something. I understand, dude, but beat up. He's like, oh, I can do this and that. If you could beat up enough people, then you're going to get to where you got to go. Yeah. I'm not a shortcut for anybody in the UFC. I got guys that train by me that are trying to get in the UFC. You know, I try to right. can do for them, but people don't, don't, don't bother. So oh, I, I thought you meant like, um, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like uh, telemarketers were calling you. Oh, that too. But I met people actually looking for me and I'm like, what the fuck? Well, one guy, he, he might know someone who knows you. It could have been that. I just got something else just now about somebody that fucking knows Henzo. He wants to do a book or something. I go, dude, I don't know. What are you talking about? You know what you do? If, it, if it's not somebody you want to talk to. You just don't respond because they'll never know if they have the right number. Yeah, maybe I responded once or some shit I picked up once. Yeah, I, yeah, I always be careful. The ship has definitely sailed. I don't pick up, dude. When a phone number calls me, I don't pick up if I don't recognize the number because I assume it's a telemarketer. And what happens is when you answer, it registers in their system that it's a real phone number and somebody will answer it and they'll keep fucking calling you. Uh, and sometimes it's, it uses like a real number. That's why you don't pick up when you do see a number, a name you recognize sometimes like mom. No, 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 I will. I will. I, I will. If I, if I see it ringing and it's a name, I know, of course I'll answer. But um, like, if I don't recognize if it's just a bunch of numbers, fuck that. Never answer it. Cause it's usually a telemarketer and they are usually uh, just, they'll, they want to see if it's a, you know, your warranty on your car. I, I mean, I got no time for that shit, Jimmy. Murderous. I'm in the pursuit of happiness. You put in the work training at the gym, on the court, at the track, wherever you go. You push your body to the limit. Now, maximize your results. Discover how to unlock your inner champion with Thorne's high-performance sports nutrition line. With the most comprehensive line of NSF certified for sport products on the market, Thorne is the unquestioned leader in both quality and innovation in sports nutrition. With pre-built fitness bundles like Thorne's training bundle, you can jumpstart your training and fitness routines and help take your performance to the next level. Don't trust your body to anything else. Choose the supplement brand with the extensive third-party testing and the highest level of certification recognized in pro sports 
Choose Thorn, the official sports performance nutrition partner of the UFC. Visit Thorn.com and use the promo code UFC10. That's T-E-N for 10% off. That's promo code UFC10 and you get 10% off and Matt and I get the credit and that's all that matters. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There she is. There she is. I'm here. There's no more baby weight on her at all. Uh, baby, no, that's all gone. All gone. And how old is your little one? Six months. Six months and you're already getting back in the cage. Yeah, I would have done it sooner, but Amanda had to fight first and had to wait. Wow. How do you like it? How do you, how do you like it? I mean, obviously, last time we saw you looked really happy. You love it, right? I love it. I, I mean, a part of you goes to this thing where you, you, you're so bored because you're used to like doing everything all the time. And then it's kind of like, oh, you have to get calm down a little. Like right after I gave birth, the man is like, you're not going to the gym for at least six weeks. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And like, I didn't want to lose my identity as a fighter because I became a mother. So like that was a little bit of a struggle for a little bit, but it all worked out. There's no stopping me. What I, I, I have no children. I know Matt has kids. What happens naturally? Like when you have, they say things change, right? When you have a baby, like what clicks or what changes like in your, your makeup or your mind as soon as you have a baby? You know, like I've always wanted to be a mom since I was like a teenager. It was something that it was like, one day I'm going to be, you know, I always took care of the younger kids in my families. Like it was always a fun thing for me. So to me, it's, it's just it, it kind of takes a lot of weight off my shoulders now that I have her. To be honest with you, it's actually made my life easier. So it's kind of like, I don't have that pressure anymore. Of like, when am I going to be a mother? When is my real dream going to come true? I have it. So it kind of makes everything else a little bit easier now. You know, I like that. I mean, first of all, you're fighting uh, Mackenzie Dern. And this is, I'll tell you, your last three opponents is a nice, it, it, I'm not saying similar, but they probably all have the same game plan as Mackenzie Dern's going to have with you. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh <laughs> Um, I know she's going to want to go to the ground. That's no surprise. I've been training on the ground for 15 years. I don't have fear of going to the ground. I feel like I've fought the best wrestlers in the division. Um, and they were only allowed to, they, and it was like a close fight. Like I, I fought Tatiana and, and, and like I had strep throat. I had a really bad weight. Like it was a bad fight for me. And I, I did well against her wrestling, you know, after midway in the second round, she couldn't get me down anymore. Claudia, the same thing, you know, and I feel like their wrestling is superior than, to, to Mackenzie's. So um, I, her ground is better, but the fight starts on the feet and it's going to be tough to get me down. With, with, 
Mackenzie, it's funny. She she's got guts in a sense where she is a ground fighter more so, and that's when she's most dangerous. But who was it when she fought? I don't want to say the wrong name, but I it, maybe it was like it was Ashley Yoda. I'm not sure. But they like, all right, we're gonna keep it up. And then, but she does have guts where she does wing some punches. Yes. You know what I mean? Top girl, you know she she comes forward. She's not afraid to get hit, and you know she has a lot of heart. And that's that's something that you know I, I've trained for. You know, it, there's a fight when you fight someone that's not as technically good as you striking, but they bring a more difficult challenge because they're not as good. So it kind of makes your striking go down a little if you can't find your pace and find your rhythm with that kind of fighter. So sometimes that makes it more difficult. But yeah, she's she's definitely a, a tough girl, and I'm not I haven't taken this fight lightly at all. Um, I do feel like I do have better striking. However, you know. All it takes is one punch. It's it's something I have to be aware of and sharp this entire fight. When you fight somebody who you like, you say, you know, she's going to take you to the ground. Like sometimes you're not a hundred percent sure of what someone's going to do. Have you fought anybody else where you felt definitively, you knew their game plan as well as you think you might like know what she's going to do. I mean, even the strikers I fought of trying to take me down. So you might stand a little bit, but after a while, when you can't find your way around my striking, you're going to try and take me down. It's not, I mean, it would be better for her. I mean, I'm not, there's no secrets here. We have footage. Everyone knows my style. Everyone knows her style, but I've had high ring strikers that would want to strike with me. But in the end, if that's not working their plan is going to be to take you down. And how has the training changed? Like, like now that you like, how long did you have to wait before you could actually train? And uh, has it changed at all? I mean, I, I know we had Amanda, and she was talking about you, you guys, but like when she's fighting, you know, you kind of take care of things now that you're fighting. She probably takes care of things. But how has that changed for you? Um, it hasn't really changed much. You know, like uh, the baby's still small, still breast. She really attached to me. So even if I want to give her to Amanda, sometimes she just wants me, you know, and, and, and I have to be there for her. So, yeah, it's exhausting and it's tiring. And, it, and you think it it cuts into your training and affects it, but it, it doesn't really, because even like this, this past night, me and Amanda are sleeping in separate rooms and she's with the baby, but I'm still waking up through the night, like looking for her, you know, it's like, it's instinctual. You can't help it, but it, it hasn't changed my training much. I waited, uh, four, four weeks after I had the baby is when I wanted to start running and stuff, but I had a really difficult delivery. Um, I hemorrhaged, I lost a lot of blood, baby got stuck. It was really bad. You know, I, I tore really, really bad. So I had to, and then I had back-to-back infections. It was a mess, but I still kept going. You know, I, I didn't let that keep me down. And of course I probably should have healed more, but you know, it was just in my head. I, I was doing like Amanda would go to the gym and I would be doing squats with the baby at home or walking around, but you know, it just, I, I just didn't want to stop. And, and I came back maybe sooner than I should have, but I'm happy that I did. In the end, I feel great. I feel the same I do now as any other fight with or without it giving birth. Did you say you were still breastfeeding? I just stopped a month ago. Oh, you did. And this is, here's a stupid man question. Cause I, I don't know anything about it. Does that like d- deplete energy at all? Or does it have nothing to do with it? Yeah. Because in order to continue your supply, you have to either breastfeed or pump every two to three hours. So no matter what you're oh. doing, you stop and do that. You know, and I've been doing that since day one because I wanted Amanda to have that same connection to be able to feed the baby in the middle of the night and have those things that I could do, but she would only want for me. So I would pump all day, all night, even if Amanda would want to watch during the night, I was still waking up every two to three hours and pumping. So it, it, it depletes you and makes you tired, but, you know, it's worth it. Yeah. 
between rounds, the kid's really hungry. Oh, look, get the towel. Get the pump Pretty ready. Much. She's got some water. She's got two pumps on. Yeah. <laughs> when she was like four weeks old, like just because we were there for something else, we just like walked around the park with her in the stroller. And we went on one of those rides where you just sit down and it's like a show. And I had to like breastfeed her in the middle of the show. I'm like, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got it. You got, it's the baby food. You got to do that. How, yeah. was, how was your emotions after having your baby? I have my, you know, my wife had three kids. You know, me and her. So, you know, sometimes the emotions could get a little. I had no pregnancy symptoms throughout the whole pregnancy and after nothing. I never got morning sickness. I never got emotional. Wow. I never got nothing. But my delivery was straight hell. Like, I'm telling you, hell. I felt everything. I didn't have the epidural. Didn't work. Like, it was no epidural, no pain. It was great. And it was, it was three hours pushing. So it was like really, really bad delivery. But other than that, like, no side effects of emotion, wow. anything. Body went right back to the way it was. So, of course, I dieted and exercised a lot. But you always have that fear of will it ever be the same? But it's the same. No epidural, like like which would have saved you a lot of pain. Was it something you just didn't think you would need, and then you realized in the moment, like oh shit, or was it something that like I just don't want to do that? Well, during like the labor, because I I went from one to ten like super fast in an hour and a half. They were going to start it in the beginning, just for the labor pains, the birth itself, I always wanted to just feel how that felt. So I was, it was more curious than anything else. So I decided to go without it for the delivery. And next one I'm doing an epidural. Like, like I felt, <laughs> I, I, felt, I yeah. can tell you what it feels like. It's horrible. There's nothing beautiful about it oh to feel. No, no. Next one, I'm doing an epidural. Bugs. Yes, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> Were you in the middle of it? Did you go like, oh, why did I did? Did you have that moment of like, I probably should have done the epidural? There was, because like you, all my friends that I know are like, oh, yeah, I pushed for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like three hours is an extremely long time to push. So like during while I was pushing, I would look at Amanda and be like, oh, this hurts so bad. <laughs> like That's all I would say. Oh like This is so bad. <laughs> now, how was she in the delivery room, too? Because they, they have a, a lot of times your partner can be in the delivery room. How, how was she? Was she helpful or was, was yeah, she uh, helpful? Yeah. Like um, the thing is, from the first push, I guess not knowing you think it's going to be there. Like she would see the head and be like, next one, next one. I'm showing next one for three hours straight. And I'm like, oh. This is rough. That's not the next one. So every time she had the next one, I don't believe you. But she would be like, she held my leg and then she was recording with the other hand. So it was pretty funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, yeah. are you guys uh, are you guys watching anything new? Are you guys uh, streaming anything? Any series or anything I should know about? I don't have any time for that stuff right now. Amanda's been watching Big Brother Brazil on like a 24-hour stream, but... <laughs> Not me. <laughs> hey, you know, my wife watches not that, obviously, but she watches all the 19 kids and counting. I watch that, uh, the counting on. And then on Sundays, I, I like at, when I'm like resting, I'll watch the 90 Day Fiance. That show. She loves that thing. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it, too. It's like almost like this can't be real. But then you're like, this can't be made up. Like, it's it's fantastic. Are you, are you caught up on this season? This season, I'm watching this season, too. Some of them remind me of my relationship. I'm like, I feel like we could have been on this show. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, some, there's some real characters and they wind up going on. Like some of them wind up uh, getting like spinoff shows and doing all this other the, the ones that didn't end up being successful, the single life, the 90 day in another country. Like there's yeah. so many 
hard to keep up with them, but they're definitely funny. And you definitely are like, wow, my relationship's not that bad. When you look at these, it's like pretty funny. But aren't you, I'm always amazed too at like what obsessive family relationships. So, you know, if my parents don't approve, the wedding might not happen. It's like you're 38. Yeah. You're yeah 38. That's the funny part with me because <laughs> I feel like that's a big cultural thing, which the show is mainly based on is cultural differences because like, I was, I can tell you from experience, I was raised completely different from Amanda. And there's some of these times where she says stuff and I'm just like, what? Like, it's two completely different realities. So it's like, yeah, well, if my mom or if I don't send, or the one's like, oh, I come here to marry you, but I have to send all my money back to my family. And they're like, okay, but we have to pay bills here. And they're like, no, 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 I have to sound like, I'm like, all right, this, this, this show is great. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And, and it's funny how like, I'm just watching the minutia of somebody else's life. Like you catch yourself like, oh, no, they're arguing about what, what color the dress is. Gonna be. Like, why do I give a shit about this? But you do. You get roped into it. No, you get roped in and you're kind of at this point where you're like, um, like, how are they still together? Or like, how do you accept weird shit? Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me that I'm like, huh, people over. Like, maybe I'm really picky or maybe I'm like, really, you know, I start like questioning myself and my own because I'm like, like. I wouldn't deal with any of that shit. <laughs> do you do this at the end of the season? Like I watch the whole season through. I avoid kind of social. I like, I don't go to that. But as soon as the season's over, I Google them and see what happened. Like after yeah, the, it ended. Or Instagram, especially if like one's like pregnant. I'm like, did they stay together? Did she go back to Ukraine with the baby? Like, it's like all these things that like, it's funny because like some of them, it's like, wow. Usually like in my experience, my first years of my relationships that I've all been like, the first year has been like, great. You know, like, you're nothing weird to complain about because you really like the person. So you kind of like tiptoe around certain things. But these people from day one are like with some very serious issues. And I'm just like, geez, how if day one's like this, how are you going to like? And then they like marry the person. It blows my mind. It should be bliss in the beginning. Right, That's how I thought. I'm like, yeah, we already are after the first week. How do you guys think this is a good idea? Have you have you and Amanda ever thought? About, I'm sure you have. But like a show with you two would be so I mean, your relationship is unique. I mean, there's not many yeah. couples like you. Both UFC fighters. Uh, you have the baby. I mean, there's probably so many things to cover. Uh, has it like been approached to you or a bunch of times, a bunch of times. Like sometimes I look at from the outside and think, oh, me and a man have a pretty funny relationship. Like we, you know, and it's especially with like the culture differences too. like some of the things like that. She I'm like opposite of her, but like somehow we like laugh in the end. It's I we've been approached. It's just like I don't know. I kind of like my privacy too. Like when I don't want someone there, I don't want someone there. And I'm not good at pretending that I still want them there. Like I'll be like, get the fuck out of my house, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like it's invasive. Like say me and Amanda had like a little issue. Like they would make it worse. The production like makes it worse somehow by trying to like, you know, like I don't want that. Like I don't want. You saw what happened to the Goslins. <laughs> to the Goslins. That's right. Right. Didn't they have a bunch of kids? And it's yeah, even- eight. Kate plus eight. You, oh, that's yeah. right. And now look at Kate. You can't even recognize yeah. her. She's like, yeah, I turned my life around. and But it's like these these shows are made to create drama. This yeah. is what people want to see. They want to see what's wrong in the relationship. They can relate to it so they yeah. can find like a But like, I don't want people to create these in our relationship. We have them enough as they are and working on like relationships are tough. Marriages are tough. They don't, they're not easy. People tell you it's easy. They're lying or like they're getting something somewhere else because it's not it's not like you literally have to work on it. So to have someone else even interfering in the middle, I don't I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. We're good. You are, oh, sorry. You're fighting. Uh, we have uh, we have you You're fighting uh, Mackenzie during this Saturday. 
Um, we love talking to you. We have two other people beginning to getting ready to come in. Uh, so we have to wrap up, but uh, we uh, we love talking to you and I'm so happy for you because you again, when we had Amanda on and you popped in, you seem really happy and that everything is good. And we're really, really happy for you guys. Thank you so much. It's always good talking to you guys. Have a great fight on Saturday and I'm sure we'll talk to you on the other side. All right. Bye. All right, bye, Nina. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Michael, if you could turn your camera, I'm not sure if you can hear us yet. If you could turn your phone, because we kind of have you sideways there. Straight up like that. Perfect. Yes. Thank you, man. How you doing? Oh, man. Come on, man. Everybody usually tells you to put it down. <laughs> lay inside. Michael Irvin. And stand it up straight. Just like in UFC, you want everything stood up straight until they get that right here. Just like Ngundo hit Stipe the other day. It was incredible, man. It was, it was insane. Now, let me ask you, too, because you're obviously uh, you're not only a Hall of Fame wide receiver and you're one of my favorite people to ever exist. Um, now, you have a new podcast. so I'm guessing you're going to be talking about only are you only talking NFL? Or are you going to be talking UFC and MMA on it, too? Because obviously you're a big MMA fan. Joking. You do. You know how much I love UFC. At, at, when I'm, I'm in L.A. on Saturdays getting ready for the Sunday show, I have um, a, a game on one TV. And the UFC fight on the other. And I post that as heaven. You can't get it any better than this. This is heaven. I have a game here and a fight there. There's no better than that. So absolutely, I talk about it all. I talk, I, talk about, I, talk, I love talking about UFC, man. It, it, it is. It, it, I, I can't even call it my girlfriend. It has to be my other wife. My other wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's my other wife. Did you now? Did you think and we 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 interviewed uh, Stipe before the fight? Did you think that Ngannou was going to win the way he won, or did you think Stipe was going to slow him down or stop him? Well, you know, I I thought Stipe would be have a chance to do what he did last time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because 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 he just leaned on Ngannou last time, wore him down, got him to to the later rounds where that power wasn't so powerful. But but I remember the first fight, and I said that then. I said, for a big boy, I mean, he got worn down, but he never quit. Yeah. He never stopped. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I see, like, the black beast when he gets tired. Uh, 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 when he gets you know what I mean? It's, it's a different kind of tire. And Gunnel, for as muscular as he is, I, 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 thought he, he, I thought he had carried that weight and carried that muscle great the first fight 
and it showed and helped him in the second fight. Now, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was going to ask Michael, being such a you know legend in, in, in football and everything, and such an athlete. Look at the shape you're in now. It looks like you could fight in a cage right now. Look at the shape he's in. I always tell my lady, I said, listen, man. I said, I think I could do it. And I was training over at Guy Messler's gym, working out. And she's like, listen, I've had enough of this with you running across the middle. Don't even start thinking about trying to get in an octagon. Now, get in a- <laughs> what? now what if it was... 20 something years ago and and you were in your prime is that something you probably might might have uh, wanted to, to try your hand at the MMA and, and this is why I love it so much this is why I love it so much um it would have to go back farther than 20 some years because yes. I, I rich 20 some years ago yeah, exactly. you got to go 30 some years you know yes when I the money. broke yeah, yes. when I broke then you you got a shot of putting me in that ring and messing somebody up but this is why I love the UFC. It's a certain kind of courage that you have to take in that octagon when they close that cage. And I try to tell people, even like with me playing wide receiver, right? You know, Michael was fearless. Shut up saying that. There's no damn such thing as fearless. Everybody has fear. It's a divine mechanism given to us to help us protect ourselves. It says, don't take your ass in that street with that car coming. That's what fear tells you. And you say, you know what? I'm going to listen to that fear. But, 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 but courage is not saying I did not have fear. Courage is saying I had an ability to overcome that fear. And that's what I see when I see UFC fighters. You can, it's impossible not to be afraid of what's about to happen, but to have the ability to overcome that fear, step in that ring, step in that gun, get what they got. It's incredible to watch. Yeah, the performance, the presence of fear. Yes, that, that's that's something else. Matt talks about too, and Matt Matt will say a lot of times that the greatest fear he had, or the bit was 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 being tired, in, in the in the was was gassing out or be or losing. So, did you have that when you played? Did you ever have those moments where you're like, I have zero energy right now, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do? Uh, you know what? And, and, and Matt's so right about that, man. One thing Jimmy Johnson would say to us all the time. Fatigue will make cowards of us all. It's just the reality. Fatigue will make cowards of us all. So I overtrained for that same purpose. I'm telling you, like, like you know, even back when, when I would train, I would come home after that, put on a 30-pound vest after I leave practice, run, you know, four miles forward, another two miles backwards. And, and I don't think I can get it in better shape than I was in, but mentally, what you just talked about, is what it was all about. I have to believe deep down in my soul that no matter what, I'm in better condition and I'm going to win. So late in the game, late in the game, you have that energy because I put in the work. I used to tell guys, I can't run a 4-2. We got guys running 4-2. I said, oh, all you 4 twoers, let me understand, let me show you. I said, you want to run a 4-2 in the first quarter. I'm going to run a 4-5. You're going to run a 4-3-4-4 in the second quarter. I'm going to run a 4-5. You're going to run a 4-6 and a 4-7 in the third and fourth quarter. I'm going to run a 4-5, and that's when I'm going to beat you. It's about maintaining that tradition. Nah, that's like a Nick Diaz or a Nate Diaz where they keep that rhythm up. The I love them dudes, man. Those some crazy mo bros, man. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at the fight. I was at the Conor McGregor fight and Diaz fight. And I went to his celebration over in Vegas when he first won the first one. Oh, my God. It was, 
I, something else. It was, yeah, it was insane to be in there. Because well, you at the first Diaz fight. What's that? The first uh, where where Diaz submitted him. The first fight. Right, 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 right. And, and with Connor, Connor got tired, and that's that, that's that's the thing that Connor has. Like Connor, you know, I mean, he, 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 he'll get tired if you if, if you just grab pound on him, pound on, him, get him in the later rounds. And Diaz did that. It, that was a great fight for that first, that first fight and that second fight. And what did you think of uh, Conor McGregor's last fight with the the great Dustin Poirier, the rematch? Yeah, and and, and honestly, honestly, and I I said on my podcast we we're talking about this. Like, like I love Conor. I love how he sells himself, everything. But but Conor, it's just what I was just talking about. Conor doesn't have the win, not the W I N, the W I N D, to fight sporadically. He needs his ass in there fighting all the time. Even when he's fighting all the time, he still has a cardio issue when I watch it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just some, some people just, I don't know why, they just can't, they, have, they just have a cardio issue. They can't go deep and hard. Cain Velasquez, all those dudes, they don't know how to stop. They just keep coming. And you're like, well, why can't you keep coming and he can't keep coming like that? Because it's just they, that, that's how they built themselves mentally, and the, the other guys haven't built them, themselves like that. I think Conor needs more activity, more activity. I know he made a lot of money. I understand that. I understand that. But ultimately, it's about who you are and about your legacy, man. And you need more activity to, to to have a chance to fight with guys that are honing their game every day, like Poirier and all of these guys. What is the biggest, because I've been to a lot of fights. I'm taking it you've been to a lot, too. What is the biggest, now, the biggest upset in UFC history, as, as you obviously know, I don't want to embarrass my co-host, was, the, uh, was 14 years ago today, actually, Matt Serra uh, defeated George St. Pierre. That was 14 years ago today. I remember, boy, I remember that. I saw that. <laughs> what, what is the biggest uh, surprise you've ever had at a fight you were at? What what is the is there is there one that like I, I already know mine is there one that you were like I can't believe that just happened? Boy, to call that out, man! As many fights as I've seen, it's rough. Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to be straight. I, I was it wasn't a biggest big surprise. It wasn't a huge surprise, but watching what has happened lately with Tyrone Woodley, oh. Tyrone Woodley was it was insane. Yeah, yeah. before and in the Kuzma. I mean, insane. the power and the explosiveness that he, he 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 launched. And he tried to get back to it in that last fight. Yeah. Did you see that? Yep. Early on, he tried to get back to it. He tried to be himself and explode across the ring. And 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 and, and, it, and it looked good. But then he got caught. And then he got caught. And, and, and I was like, oh my God, man. But but I thought I thought Woodley, after what I saw him do to Lawler, I thought no one would be him. I thought absolutely no one would beat Woodley. He, he, he was one of my favorites. He, yeah, he's lost. I think we've talked about Woodley, but we've had him on a lot. We love him. 16 straight uh, rounds. Like when you look at like, there wasn't a round that he won against uh, Kamaru Usman, against uh, Colby or against Gilbert. or Like he's lost every round. And so what happened? He's such a great fighter. And, and it blows your mind. It yeah. blows your mind. But it also tells you this, though. No, no, listen, it also, I tell people this. I said, confidence is like money, man. I mean, you, you know, you love it when you have it. But if you lose it, if you lose it all, it's hard to regain again. You know what I mean? You can say, I'm back. I got my confidence. I'm good. I'm good. Remember, I came in my rookie year from Miami to Dallas. Dog, 
I came in, they had, I was on the front page of the paper. It said, new sheriff in town. I was talking so much noise. At my first press conference, I told him, I said, let's, I came up. I haven't lost two games in the last three years playing at Miami. I said, I catch passes so good. I catch a BB in the dark. Somebody turn out the light and shoot a BB gun. I was just talking so much noise, right? <laughs> I got to my first training camp. I dropped every damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, this is a true story. Dog, it messed with my head so bad. I went to the doctor and got my eyes checked. I got my hands checked. There was nothing wrong with me physically. It was all my confidence. I had to gain it back and get back on track. And, and, and I think some of that is plaguing. Uh, is playing our guy right now, Tyrone Willie. Yeah, would you ever, I'm sure you would have that in certain games. Would you ever be lined up across from somebody and, you, and you're like, I know I have this guy because I, I can sense he's intimidated. But like Tyson always said that in the stare down, a lot of times in the ring, he could tell because of the eyes, if they would drop. Did you have that against certain guys where you felt like, I know I have this guy? I, 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 I did. I did. And, 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 and I, I, I summed that up this way. Because in our, in our league, you have divisions, and you're going to play the division teams twice. So I tried to personally attack each cornerback a certain way. So I would say to myself, okay, if I'm playing a big corner, I'm pretty quick. I can out-quick him. But if I'm playing a small corner, I'm going to out-big him, out-physical him. So, so I would always say, Michael, if, I'm got, if I see a guy, do I want to beat him or break him? If I want to beat him, I'll attack his weakness. If I want to break him, I'll attack his strength. You see what I mean? I, yeah. I, I want to beat him, I'll attack him. So if I got a big guy, I want to beat him, I'll out-quick him. I'm going to attack his strength. But if I got a big guy and I want to break him, I'm going to attack him physically because then he has nowhere to go. He's broken. And anytime I play the guy in my division, I didn't just try to beat you because I know I'm going to see you twice a year. I tried to break your ass. Yeah. Because you, you, you wanted him thinking about that the next time you guys uh, were across from each other. No, no, no. And, 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 and I would get fined. I would get fined. Because, <laughs> you know, back then, that's when they started fining you if you come across a helmet and he's slapping everything. And I and, and, and then you, you get back on Tuesday or Monday, look in your locker, they'll have that note. You've been fined. $5,000. You've been fined. $10,000. So, so when I knew I was coming up to play a guy, that I knew I had to straighten a step or try to break. I get in the locker room on Thursday, write a check, $10,000. FL. <laughs> I mail it off. On Monday, after the game, I come in, they have that fine on, on my on, in my locker. I call and say, it should already be there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to break his ass. That's why I sent the check. It should already be there. That's so great. That's so great. <laughs> You uh, also, we have uh, coming on shortly after you, we have Kevin Holland, who's half of the main event this weekend against Marvin Vittori. Uh, I, I, are you familiar with Kevin? Have you seen Kevin fight? One of the most incredible things. I know he lost Bronson in the last fight. But that fight against Sosa, and this was really Kevin Holland's coming out party, that fight against Sosa, was when he was down on the ground and telling Sosa, I dreamed about this. I dreamed about this. Excuse me. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? That's what he, I dreamed about. It. I dreamed. And then he hit Sosa from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, don't bullshit. <laughs> Sosa is a tough mom. Phenomenal. Sosa's a tough mom. 
In his world, where Sosa is the most dominant on top. Nobody wants to be on bottom of uh, Chakaray Sosa. Nobody He's a expert, master. So when Kevin Holland did that, it was one of the, it was very unique too. You don't see too many knockouts from your guard coming up like that. It was something else. And, and it looked so interesting. Then when he got on top of him and he bent back and he's pounding down. Oh my God, man. Oh, my wife, she'd be like, she's like, how can you watch it? I said, how can you not watch it? Yeah. What are you talking about? How can you not watch this? I mean, it, it, it's it's incredible, man. I can't tell. You, I'm so happy to be on the show with you guys, man. Oh, I, I'll happy. tell you, man. This, this is my thing right here, man. This is my thing. Now, when when something happens like the the fight with Brunson, where like you know Brunson just really he pulled, he was just a veteran and he knew how to beat him. As a guy who's been in those high competition, what what do you do for your confidence when something like that happens and, and, and a guy beats you that way or beats you at, at doing what he does better? How would you kind of remedy that with yourself so you could you could face somebody else or, or, or recover? I always try to tell people, you know, even when you're growing a kid, that's that's a very good player, a very good athlete. You want to you want him to have success. Have struggle, have success. Let's have struggle. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want you to struggle all the time. I don't want you to have all success because I'm growing you. I'm growing you. So so I'll have you at one stage and you'll play with this group of kids and, and you're having success. You're dominating them. Then now I got to move you up a notch where I want you to struggle. And, 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 and what Holland did, he took a little step and he had a little struggle. This is the way you groom greatness because if it's all success then, and, and not struggle, it doesn't send them back to the drawing board to find out new and greater things and new depths that he can reach. You got to have a little success, have some struggle. Each step up may bring a little struggle that sends you back to the drawing board to go find your success. And I think, you know, that, that that's what Holland has to understand. I, I took a step up. I saw what I need to do now because I struggled. Now let me get back on that horse and get back on that level and, 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 and show I'm ready to accomplish that level next. Hey, okay, how you chalk it up? Each level is going to take some graduation. My bishop always said, each level brings new devils. You see what I'm saying? New things that you got to learn to make sure you don't get your ass whooped. And right now, there are things that he has learned on this new level to continue his rise. And I'll tell you, this weekend, he's fighting Marvin Vittori, Vittori the uh, right, right, Italian right. dream. Not only physically, mentally, this kid is very together. He's mentally like uh, the Italian Terminator. He's his last fight versus Jack Hermanson was something else. Some almost had him out in the opening bell, opening round, didn't get him out, still had to go five rounds on short notice, mind you. And uh I'll tell you, he passed with flying colors. So this is gonna be something else. And they have some beef, Michael. They got a little beef. Which is always good when they're having a fist fight, you know. Much as Harlan talks, much as Harlan talks, man, I, I, I love the but, but I mean, his trash talk, it, it, it's, it's never uh, malicious. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just talk. I'm like, dude, please, dude, can I focus on punching your ass out and you stop talking to me? Like, can you please stop? But, 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 but I, but I love that part about. No, listen, though, Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah. 
that's one thing I love about the UFC, man. I, I get to watch Brazilians, Mexicans, all, all other cultures. And you can say what you will. You can say how you want to Russians. There's some tough dudes that come from all the spots. You'll be like, these some tough mother brothers, man. I mean, you know what I mean? They got a toughness about them, a hardness about them that, that I just love watching. Now, Michael, do you, we, we don't know what your schedule is. Do you, I, I, if you're jumping off or if you have a few minutes, because we have Kevin Holland coming on now, do you have to, do you have other press to do or are you able to stay for a few minutes? Yeah, I, I, I got to do Juju Smith here in, in about eight minutes when you have Colin Holland coming on. Okay, well, you want me, we'll bring him in and you can hang for a few minutes. And then when you have to jump off, let me plug your podcast first. Uh, it's uh, it's called, uh, it's the Michael Irvin Podcast. can be heard on Podcast One. And it's just called the Michael Irvin Podcast. And it, it, it is Michael talking about anything he wants to talk about, I'm assuming. And you're a great, uh, great talker. So I imagine it's really, really an entertaining uh, podcast. I enjoy, I enjoy doing it. And, and you guys like me, you know, like, like I cut my bones doing radio. And I, I love TV and it's a great thing. But TV, you can only really talk at people. Yes. Radio, podcasts, you really get to have conversations with people. And that's where growth really happens, when we can interchange thoughts and ideas. And uh, Kevin has joined us. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Very good. Uh, we're talking to Michael Irvin. I don't know if you're uh, uh, an NFL fan. Um, Hall of Fame wide receiver and uh, just was saying great things about you. Oh, that's pretty cool. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, we were just talking about, first of all, man, I, I, I just love your style. And I was, when I was watching the Dr. Ray fight, I never seen anything like it in my life, man. You're the way, you way. For, I, I was just telling them when I was listening to it, you were like, man, I dreamed about this before. I and then, bam, you hear it. I was like, oh my God. I've never seen anybody hit Dr. Ray and knock him out like that, man. It's, it's been incredible to watch my brother and watch it grow. It really has been. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How, how are you feeling, Kevin? Because you have a uh, Vittori. And it's amazing to me that you're, you're coming back after uh, such a short period of time, uh, after a five-round fight. No, uh, very short camp, I guess. And uh, I guess physically you're feeling ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel good physically. Uh feel better than I did a couple weeks ago. It took no damage a couple weeks ago. So it was a good sparring session, you know, good sparring session to get me ready for this uh, five round man event. So appreciate my sparring partner for showing up in shape. Good job, Brunson. <laughs> and Jimmy gets nervous without the, 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 you having a full camp. I tell him this is where you do your best work on short notice. Yeah. You go in there and book some shit and smash. Yeah. I tend to do pretty well with a short, with a short, uh, with a short camp. So. You know, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting in there and, and uh, doing what I do, you know, stepping in, jigging, and then stepping out. <laughs> Say something because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a funny guy. Like, when we have – I want all my practices in each week because I feel like there's a process to me getting ready. You just said it. Sometimes, like, your camps, you get a short camp because you take a fight on a short notice. How does that not affect your confidence when you get short camps as opposed to – uh, other weeks when you have your regular thing? Well, you know, I, I just recently started taking this thing like it was a sport, you know. Uh, so my mindset is simple. I don't, you know, this is not football. It's not basketball. It's not soccer. It's not any of that. This is fighting. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't train for a season or I don't train for one Pacific night. You know, it's like uh, I train for war. You know, I train to kill or be killed always and forever. So, you know, it's like, People like camps, me personally, I believe that I could fight when I'm walking out of the bar 
and uh, head into my car. I believe I could fight. Me and my family just got done eating dinner. So a fight can happen any place at any time. And uh, war could happen any place at any time. So therefore, that's what I train for. Any place, any time. You know, I'm more confident when it just happens on the drop of a dime than I am, you know, sitting there thinking about it and waiting for it for a long time. You get me thinking too hard. I might think I'm gonna knock you out with a backflip kick. So too much creativity on my part. I like to just simply get in there and get to work. You know, as a guy that used to fight in the cage, I agree with Kevin as far as being able to fight at any time in this and that. And I like that warrior mentality. I know it. I live it. But shoot, I would, Michael, I agree. I, I feel like as a fighter, I would want to peak at the right time. If I didn't, Otherwise, I'd be like, man, I'm not at my best. And this guy's a guy at his best. You have that unique ability that you don't have, it, It's like you're, you're, it, you don't need to be peaking at the right time. You're just always, you're on. It seems like you had a camp and you, you peaked at the right time. The confidence you're showing in there is just something that is unusual to me. Michael, I see where you're coming from. I need a camp and I'm a pretty confident guy. He comes walking in like he's going to the club. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no club. You gonna go ahead and fight. You just come proving. I'm like, what's this motherfucker doing? Hey, man, it, 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 it is something, man. It's something. But but listening to you speak on it, it, it it's interesting to have that mentality. Like, listen, man, because you, you need that. Like, I, I, when I, I remember playing my first Super Bowl, Kevin, and they were asking me, oh, you worried about this team having more, 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 more experience? I said, man, a 20-yard in is a 20-yard in. I don't care if it's in a Super Bowl in my front yard or, 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 or in the park. You know what I mean? But when I walked in that Super Bowl, my knees buckled. I was like, oh, snap, <laughs> wrong. I was wrong, you know. Have you ever walked in and said, oh, snap, like maybe I should have taken a different approach with this guy? Yeah, you know, it's like uh, you could say that every time you lose a fight, maybe I should have taken a different approach with this guy. Uh, you know, or you could say uh, one to the next one. I'm a simply a type of person that says on to the next one. You know, and it's like uh, if that person really wants it, they really feel like they did that good. I'll catch them again. Um, so, you know, it's like there's always room for improvement. Yes, there's always room for improvement. There's always ways to do this better. And as I'm getting a little older, you know, maybe there is ways to do it better. You know, a year ago, I didn't believe in peaking. I didn't believe that that even existed. I thought it was something that everybody was uh, saying to make themselves feel better. You know, but now I realize that there is a such thing as peaking and, and things like that. So therefore, if I'm going to work out hard, just work out hard all the time and learn how to peak the fight week and the fight week could be at any point in time. So I have to learn how to just relax when it's time to relax and work when it's time to work. You know, now that I'm getting a little older, like I said, I'm used to being able to just do what I want to do, work how I want to work and, and really not get sore and not feel bad. These days in time, man, I get so sore and so tired. It's ridiculous. I can't even go to the club at nighttime and pull up on a joan. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Peaking and all that stuff, it's, it's, it's real. You know, it's real. But. I don't know if I'm fully ready for that type of stuff to settle in all the way into my mind yet. I'm a warrior, you know, and I, I will continue to be a warrior until I can't be a warrior anymore. And then, then I'll be a professional athlete. <laughs> Was there a point during the Brunson fight where you felt like, okay, he's able, he's been, he's been able to hold me down. Um, was there a point where you worried at all about it or where you're like, all right, this is kind of going beyond where I can control it. Yeah, I mean, going into the fourth and fifth round, I was like, ah, I probably should get a little bit more active. But at the same time, I never really felt worried. I mean, like you said, he was doing a good job of holding position. It's not like he was killing me. It's not like he was hurting me. It's not like I took any real damage. Uh, I guess I never really felt scared. I never really felt threatened. You know, it was, um, it was like a sparring session. The dude was just on top. 
throwing punches from guard. You know, it's like I thought Herb would have stood us up somewhere down the line, but I, mean, I guess people were interested in me talking on bottom. So, you know, after that, after the Dr. Ray thing, they wanted to see that again. That's what they, they exactly, exactly. They wanted to, they wanted to see it again, and I wanted to deliver it again. And uh, somewhere down the line, I realized like this motherfucker's not getting knocked out from my back. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, he's cut, he's bleeding, blonde has turned orange, but he's not getting knocked out. You know, so props to that man for having a big old strong kadunkum dunk head from from on top. <laughs> but when we were standing up, make no make no marks about it. Every time I touched him, he would go. You know what I mean? So yeah, but good luck, good luck. Because I, I got to jump off and do juju, man. But good luck, man. And listen, man, I can't tell you honestly, man, what a pleasure this is for me to be on this show and actually talking with you, brother. I, I mean, I, I've watched it. I watched when Dana said when you first came out. Dana said, "I watched this guy. I thought he was just a bunch of wind talking all the time, but he showed me different. He has shown me different, you know. And, and I love." When you have that kind of grit and that kind of snick in you where you can't put me in a box, dude. You can't put me in a box. I'm still do my thing. It ain't about how I, uh, what I say or how I handle it. Just know when it's time to get down, I'm going to do my thing. And that's what you do, man. And it's always a pleasure to watch it. And I want to say best of luck this weekend, buddy. Thank you, boss. I appreciate that 100%, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that a lot. It means a lot. And Michael, thank you for, Kevin, you're going to stay with us, but Michael, thanks for joining us. Uh, Michael Irvin Podcast on Podcast One. And come back again. I, I, I love you. You've made me very happy in my life. So thank you for coming on today. And, and you just, so good. You guys got to call me, man. Call me to come on. I, I want to be integrated with this thing, man. You know, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure talking man, to you. Man. Man, it's been a pleasure, man. So appreciate nice, you, buddy. So nice to meet you, man. What a pleasure it was. Thank you so much, Michael. All right. Thanks, my brother. Trailblazer, I don't listen. I can't count them. I never why don't I can't I don't think I ever watched a full football game. I don't know who's in the Super Bowl. I'll talk to that gentleman any day of the week. What a he was so much fun, Michael Irving. Well, it's funny he's mentioning his first Super Bowl. My knees buckled. They won Dallas won 52-17. They kicked the shit out of Buffalo. So if that was him nervous, I mean, you know, it's funny to hear that from his point of view, how uh how he felt going in when they they performed so masterfully. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't really watch football, but, you know, it sounds like a blowout. So. And he really knows. Yeah. That guy knows the sport, man. He knows. All, yeah. He was up on Kevin. He was all he was. Yeah. He was up on everything. I was really impressed with that because some guys don't. Very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable guy. Very, very knowledgeable. Yeah. He's one. He's one of the best wide receivers of all time. Like he's he, he's a real legend in in, uh, in his field. And he spoke really uh, was raving about you. And uh, he, he just was talking about taking a step forward and sometimes you need a little, uh, what did he say? It was, it was like, not a step back. It was a, a little bit of conflict to kind of go back to the drawing board and redo it. Like he was saying how it's a great positive step when sometimes there's a little minor setback because it forces you to. He's talking about success and struggle, success and struggle. Yeah. About bringing fighters up and being, bringing people up. I, I, I like that a lot. He was a very smart guy. Let me tell you, I thought, it was a little unwarranted with a lot of the, the shit you were getting with your last fight because it's you do it every fight. And it's all fun and games. But in that fifth round, you're talking shit the whole time. Fifth round, you 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 land on his chin. He gets knocked out. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying, oh, look at Kevin, the big man. Oh, they'll say, ah, the guy's talking shit to the end and he knocks him out. So it's like, listen, let's sum it up. When you win, you're a hero. When you lose, you're a loser for the people. 
You know what I mean? Because you're being you, Kevin. I didn't I didn't look at that and jump off the fucking bus and say, ah, he's being the big mouth that we know him as. No, you're doing you. It just didn't work out this night. Nobody's saying shit when it works out. I don't know. No, they love it when it works out. They love it when it works out. They hate it when it doesn't. That's part of it's part of being the Joker. You know what I mean? Part of being the Joker is you're either a mad scientist, the dumbest motherfucker in the world. And I'm okay with that, you know, and so it's part of the process, you know. They love me when they love me. They hate me when they hate me. You know, I did an analogy talking about the Candyman. A lot of people won't understand the Candyman, but eventually they will. Especially did it affect you at all? Sorry, Jimmy. I, I should have left that out. Nothing. I didn't say anything. No, what'd you say? Nothing, Jimmy. Said, I don't want to step on. I apologize. Well, he said something about the Candyman. Let's just keep going. Well, Matt, <laughs> I, Matt, whatever you... Matt, by the way, Kevin, 14 years ago today, I'm going to embarrass Matt again. <gasps> It was the GSP knockout 14 years ago today, Matt uh, kind of shocked the world. So Matt, whatever you, I, I will not step on you. I apologize. What were you saying about the candy man? Oh, me, the candy man. Yeah. Well, what'd you say about the candy man, Kevin? <laughs> you said that's the candy man. They want to meet him. Yeah. One day they'll meet the candy man. You know, it's a, it's a funny thing. You know, it's like uh, the candy man, you know, one day the candy man has great candy and everybody talks about how the candy man is the greatest in the world. The next day the candy man brings in a new candy and it's not the flavor that they're looking for. So all of a sudden the candy man's a bad guy. But then when the candy man pops back up with the good stuff, they'll be back raving about the candy man again. You know, so it's always going to be those four to five people who, who have something to say, you know, but ultimately gonna be a few people who love it. There's going to be a few people that hate. It's part of being the candy man. You know, you have what they want and you have what they need, but it's not always their flavor. And that's part of the process. Okay. I like that a lot. <laughs> now, Marv, we had Marvin uh, Vittori on the other day, and he he said something very interesting. And also, I'll just ask you because you're the guy. He said that when you when you are are talking like that, you're doing it for your opponent. But he said he's also doing meaning you. He said Kevin's also doing that for himself, so he feels like it's less of a, I guess, a, a monumental event or whatever. I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying that basically you do that for yourself to kind of keep yourself calm. Is there any part of that you're doing to kind of make it feel like less uh, pressure for yourself or was he totally wrong with that? He's a meathead, not a smart head. Don't take too much <laughs> what he says into consideration. What? Uh, he's a meathead? <laughs> he's a meathead, not a smart head. You know what I mean? The Italian, uh, the Italian yeah, dream. Mean, what do you think about him? He's... He's when he, he's this is what's funny about Marvin. Every time we bring up something, he's always when he talks about fighting and crippling people, he's just laughing like a maniac. He just laughs. He's just like, ah, I don't know. There's something about Marvin. He loves his job. You guys, this fight. Yeah, I am. So I listen. I was excited for him and Darren Till. I thought that would be a good scrap, but not. Maybe it's because of the past. You guys had some shit. I'm not as excited. As you and as, as him as uh, Marvin fighting you, Kevin. This is fucking great. It's great. I'm excited for Saturday. It can't come soon enough. What do you think of Marvin? There's, there's a little bit of drama. There was some memes and him putting you in a basket or you putting him in a carriage. I don't know what the fuck happened, but there's some drama. Okay. How do you feel standing? Is it gonna be any different standing across from him than standing across from a nice guy like Jacare? Who you put unconscious? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I really like Jacare. Um, Marvin, you know, it's, it's, these guys, man, these guys are here for the sport. You know what I mean? And props to them. They're here for the sport. You know, Marvin's a decent entertainer. You know, he's, uh, like I said before, he's, he's a meathead who learned how to fight. You know, props to him. You know, um, 
he thinks he beat Israel Sanya up on the feet and stuff like that. So hopefully he goes in there with the same game plan and tries to beat me up on the feet to prove Asanya he could beat strikers. Yeah, I don't know, man. This Marvin guy, you know, he shook my hand, you know, Monday morning and then dropped a meme about me Monday night. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're two totally different kind of men, you know. Everybody talks about he's angry and I'm happy. I'm an angry guy too. I just don't fucking carry a chip on my shoulder. You know what I mean? Uh, Marvin Vittori, he is who he is and I am who I am. He calls himself the Italian dream, and that's what's up. I call myself the trailblazer. I look to blaze right through his fucking Italian dream, you know? And that's all there is to it. So, you know, props to Marvin for putting in a lot of work and getting to where he is now. He's a, he's a year younger than me. And, uh, you know, so a young man putting in a lot of work. When me and him step inside that cage, he thinks that the talking's for me. He thinks that the talking's for him. I don't give a fuck what he thinks, you know? As long as he understands that these right hands going up against his fucking face, and that's all that matters. Let me tell you, Kevin, I don't know if it's just the demeanor, the glasses, the haircut. You seem very zen-like today. I don't know. That's a compliment. I don't know what it is. A little bit more serious, but still smiling. Jimmy, yep. this is the confidence that Mike, the great Michael Irvin was talking about. That's what I think we're looking at right here. No bells and, no bells and whistles. Yeah, definitely confident. You know, if the glasses, I've been needing these glasses since I was in middle school. You know what I mean? But I always told my grandparents I wasn't wearing nothing unless they were designer. So, you know, now I got some Nikes on my face. I feel good. Got a couple of Ralph Lauren's and stuff. Like, I got, I got a couple of different, you know, different cool glasses and stuff. So I feel good. But, uh, yeah, these definitely were needed. You know, I couldn't see fucking. They were farsighted. A uh, little bit of both, dude. It's weird. Okay. I dropped these. I dropped this badge and I couldn't find this badge. I drive on the freeway at nighttime. It's like I didn't. I just had to know my exit. You know, I, mean, I couldn't read it. You know, oh, GPS. Wow. GPS is my eyes on the road, you know. It's not so much me just looking and seeing things. So, uh, yeah, I needed these things, man. And the haircut, you know, I need a haircut. <laughs> Island, man. But you seem very, I don't know if it's what you've just been through. And not to mention, you've been through that five-round battle and you you went out, you, you were unscathed, right? Nothing yeah. wrong with you. It, it did that, you know, five round battles are different than three round battles. You know, five round fights, they, uh, like I was saying, getting ready for the fight, it, it makes me a better man. I was, I was made a better man getting ready for the Bronson fight and then, uh, you know, losing to a guy named Bumpskin. You know what I mean? It makes you a better man. So, and, yeah, and knowing your trainer, uh, Travis Luter, Jiu Jitsu master, I know that he's going to be watching that. I don't know if you're a big tape guy, but I know Travis will watch that and say, all right, look, this is how we're not going to be held down again. I could see him. He's 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 a smart, smart man, and I could see him figuring out. Like, look, instantly, right away. We had, I had to drill some things. You know what I mean? We had to drill some things and drill some things and drill some things. And you know, that's part of having uh, the coach Travis Luter that I have. You know, we had to drill some things and drill some things and drill some things. And miraculously, the guy wasn't even that mad at me for talking to Khabib the whole damn time. Uh, <laughs> which I thought for sure when we got to the back room, I was going to lose a limb. But I didn't. So, you know, props to him. You know, it's like we talked about it. We worked on some things. We drilled some things. And, you know, we're excited to go fight. You know, we're, we're excited to, to once again put the mental on uh, on test. You know, I'm, I'm happy to test everything. We love we love the test. We love the, the goal that's in front of us. We love the job that we have in front of us. And uh, two weeks ago, we didn't want certain things that we want now. So it'll be good. It'll be great. Good Did time they- to get it. Sorry, Kevin. How did they, did they uh, approach you? Because they again, it was so recently that you had your your last fight, and it was five rounds. Did they come to you, or did you hear that uh, Till might be out and and request it? I was actually taking a shower, and uh, Travis called me and said that um, Darren Till was hurt, 
when I first heard him, I thought Marvin Vittori was hurt and I was going to fight Darren Till. So I got really excited. But it was Marvin fight. And I'm just excited for the Marvin fight. Make no mistake about it. So that being offered to me, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is amazing. Remind you, I was in the shower. I was so excited about what they told me while I was in the shower. I had just got out. I had to get right back in the shower. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a, <laughs> we don't turn down fights. We love fights. You know, you give me an opportunity to go out there and bang and I'm going to go out there and bang. So, you know, it's uh, I don't know if they offered it to me. I don't know if my team just seen it and took advantage of it. I'm not exactly sure what happened. That's a hell of a mask. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened. But uh, all I know is they offered me a good time and I'm here for a good time. And uh, thank you. And uh, it's a better time winning than it is just going out there and competing and having fun. So we're going to go out there and look for the dub, dub city, baby. All right, Kevin. Well, look, man, this Saturday, uh, you and Vittori, it's a fight that we've been dying to see. Yes. And it just kind of, uh, kind of happened. And, and as just as a fan, it kind of, I, I feel like very lucky that we're having this fight this mm -hmm. Saturday. So good luck, man. And uh, obviously we love watching you and would we'll definitely talk to you on the other side of it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you on the victory side. I'll tell you, friend of the show, Kevin Holland. Uh, yeah, well, but he all, did seem very, you're right, very, like, not subdued, just just a little bit different. Like you said, Zen-like was a good way to put it. He's not goofing around. So that's not, not goofy, but he can be a little silly. He seems yeah. very, hey, man, I'm still smiling, but I'm going to take out the Italian dream. The Italian dreams, a psychopath in a good way. He's always, yeah. dude, he's funny. He's always yeah. laughing about style. He's just funny. It's just, he loves his job and he's a fucking professional. Jimmy. Yes, sir. From top to bottom. I cannot wait for this weekend. And let me just say this me one neither. more time, Jimmy, because I don't get excited when we get other sport guys on here. Cause I don't watch any other sports. Right. I cannot say enough about that. Michael Irving. I am such a fan of his now. He's the best. How, I want to give that guy a hug. How, what a, what a, a warm, what a great energy. The knowledge he was dropping, everything he was saying with bringing somebody up. I, he was talking about football, but we're talking about yeah. fighting where it's some struggle, some success. You need both of those to get. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I could talk to that man any any time. We have to get him back on again. And the shape he's in, he's 55 years old. And uh, I mean, he looks incredible. And again, just as a, a, a football fan, when I was, I mean, I loved fucking Michael Irvin. So yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that he has a new podcast and uh, he's a great talker, right, Matt? Like the guy could talk about anything and he's just an interesting guy. He's a very likable, likable, very likable, very likable guy. Like uh, you said it before he came on. And then once I instantly liked him. So thank you very much to the great Michael Irving. Yeah. And thank you also to Kevin Holland and Nina Enzeroff. Yes. And, uh, this was a great one. I'm looking forward to the fights and uh, and good luck to our buddy Sam Alvey uh, coming off a couple of losses. Um, but let's see what the drop down into middleweight, uh, how that affects things. Maybe he feels like he was fighting guys that were a little bigger or maybe his movement was affected uh, with that extra weight. We'll see how he does. Uh, Julian Marquez, interesting fight. Nina Anzaroff, Mackenzie Dern, really interesting fight. Mike Perry um, kicking the thing off. Mike Perry kicking the fight, which I'm also, how can you not look forward to a, a uh, a Mike Perry fight. I mean, you know, it's nice. I'm glad he's on the card. And the prelims, uh, the main event of that would be the uh, against Daniel Rodriguez, by the way. Yeah, of course. Uh, which is which is which is a great matchup. Jim Miller versus Joe Selecki on those prelims. Don't miss that, dude. Yeah. Oh, and Arnold Allen against Sadiq Yusuf is the co-main too. So we don't want to. We we talked to Arnold Allen earlier in the week. Great, so we don't great wanna... kid. I like yeah, really him nice. too. He was a fun. He was fun to talk to. You know, now, Matt, these are different times. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The prelims start at noon Eastern time on ESPN, ESPN plus the main card starts three o'clock 
Eastern time on ABC and ESPN plus. So it's really great that Marvin and, and Kevin and this great card is getting the exposure on ABC as well. Um, oh, I, I love when these, when these cards get uh, that's on, that's on ABC, ABC. Yeah. Like fucking why world of sports. It's great, man. It's really great for the sport and for those guys. And it's important that people do know that you just said prelims 12 PM yep. Eastern. I, that's important for me to know. Sure. Me too. You know, it changes everything. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I know who's going to have fun, this guy. Yep, me too, pal. Jimmy, uh, what do you want to plug, buddy? Just that there's new Chip 420. Now, Matt, you're a man who enjoys a good a good joint, so I'll make sure to get you a – which size chip – which size shirt do you? I'll send you a Chip Chipperson oh, 420 wrong, shirt. Wrong arm. I'm going to buy something on that side. This, XL? This is a large. Large. Okay. Large. Well, because your arm is so big. Oh, Extra large. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Uh, I'm going to go a little light on those uh, Cadbury eggs. I'm going back to looking free, Jimmy. And, Jimmy okay. – that's all I could say. People, watch that Warrior show on uh, HBO Max. I love it so much. Hassan is my new favorite character. Jimmy, okay. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. Stop fighting. I'll watch it. I will watch it. And there's a lot of gore in it. You might like that. Uh, hey, thanks to everybody. I had such a yeah. good time. I'm on Cameo. People want yes. something like that. Otherwise, SarahBJJ.com. Jimmy, you know I love you. Unfiltered yes. Army, I love you too. Talks. I love my pal. 14 years ago today, Matt Sarah shocks the fucking world. Thank you so much. Uh, also to our guest, Nina Anzaroff, of course, uh, Kevin Holland, and the great Michael Irvin. Uh, what a fun show, man. Yeah. More to come, Jimmy. I will talk to you by this weekend. Okay, pal. Talk to you later, soon. Jimmy. Bye, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.